I want to come across as confident, but sometimes people think I'm a bit prickly. I don't mean to be. So confidence is an interesting idea. It's something that most people want, but when it comes to actually implementing it and making it happen, it can seem uh, a little bit tricky to know how to go about it. And sometimes we can overshoot the mark or sometimes undershoot it as well. And there's kind of a problem to begin with with trying to be confident, which is that almost by definition, confidence doesn't involve trying. There's a sort of, sort of an ease or a natural flow to it. So one of the best examples of, I think, the kind of confidence that we'd want to aim for is the confidence of walking. Assume you are somebody who can comfortably walk, if not just substitute any other behavior. It could be playing a musical instrument, or it could be typing, or it could be just about anything else. And if we take the example of walking, if we're walking comfortably, we're not trying to walk comfortably. We're not, we're not trying to, you know, you see somebody who walks with a particular gait because they're, they're trying to give off the impression of being a certain way. That's not confident walking. <laughs> but confident walking also probably isn't cowering or avoidance either. Confident walking is, is just walking. There's something very easy and natural to it, and it doesn't involve a huge amount of thinking or reflection. Now, it's not that you're not putting any effort in, because you're probably focusing on where you're going and you're, you're choosing to move in that direction. But the actual implementation of the bits and the pieces of it, there's, there's not this sense of something being on the line. And there are things on the line when you walk. You know, tripping and falling technically exist as risks, but when you get comfortable with walking, they're very unlikely because A, you're pretty balanced to begin with, and B, even if you became unbalanced, the body's very good at then self-correcting, and C, even if you fell, you'd probably be able to stop yourself before uh, too much uh, harm is done. So this is something similar, really, when it comes to personal confidence, when it comes to interacting with other people. So coming across as a bit too prickly can be... Sometimes this need to assert ourselves, to try and come across a certain way, which sometimes we can overdo. Now, we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves on that either, because when we're trying to find ourselves, we're trying to find the, the right kind of mode to be in, you kind of do need to overdo it and underdo it a bit. It's, it's very hard to find that, except by a certain amount of trial and error. Now, there are some helpful shortcuts. You can study other people, or even in films, or on YouTube videos, or wherever else. You can just try and find examples of how you want to be. And it's interesting because you'll notice that you'll find confident people that are very kind of bubbly and outgoing and social. But you'll also find um, confident people who are actually reasonably quiet and, you know, they're, they're just comfortable. They don't feel the need to say a lot. And then anywhere in, in that continuum in between, there's loads of variations of it. And equally, you can find anxious people who are very outgoing because they kind of feel the need to be to make an impression. Uh, and then others who, who, who aren't and, and they hide. So it's important to remember that. And the point is to try and be yourself, to find what is the, the correct form of confidence, the, the, the appropriate configuration of confidence that uh, really works well for you. And a big part of it, like the walking example, is shifting just to doing what you're doing rather than trying to manage the expectations of others. Not trying to manage your walking, you're just trying to go in a particular direction and focus on it. And in the same way, when you're communicating confidently with other people, the best thing you can usually do is there are probably examples of people who you are already quite comfortable with, 
it could be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be it could be anybody. But if you can think of an example of that, generally what's happening is you're not trying to think about what they think of you. You're just getting caught up in the conversation. And you're going to create a naturally good impression automatically in that mode because you're just engaging and you're connecting. And even a little bit of vulnerability coming across isn't always a bad thing. For the most part, it's endearing to other people. So it's not that we have to try and hyper-manage it to the degree that we just say the right thing in the right moment and win every person over. That can actually seem a bit weird, and that can create problems in rapport. Uh, another example is from the world of animal training, where sometimes they use the word dominant versus aggressive. And it doesn't completely generalize to human beings. It might be a bit strange. But the, uh, the the distinction is a useful one, though, because sometimes when it comes to animal training, like the training of dogs, etc., people come in, they try and be you know, really kind of emotional and screaming because they think that you, you need to assert yourself. But generally what the trainers will say, no, 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 there's no reason why you can't be dominant but totally chill. So you can come in and you can, you know, instruct the dog and encourage it but while being relaxed yourself. And generally that's a distinction that uh, in some way translates over to, 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 to human beings. So even in certain venues, like if I work with barristers, uh, lawyers in a legal setting will be one example of this, or... Uh, high-stakes conflict negotiation in the business world, etc. You know, in those modes, people would say, well, look, you need to be tough. You absolutely have to be. And even if that's the case, still it is possible to kind of deploy that strength or toughness from a calm place where there is a reasonable amount of control rather than just seem completely unhinged unless you have a very strategic reason for <laughs> negotiation needing to appear that way. And even then it should be chosen. So police detectives do this sometimes in what they call shock and awe tactics. So if they're stopping a car that they know has dangerous people in it, maybe they're heavily armed, etc., what they will do is they will uh, scream and shout while they're stopping the vehicle, and they'll even break the windscreen maybe with batons while doing it. Now, that might sound you know, really extreme to the person in the car. It might look that way. But the reason they're doing it is because they know the research that in those moments that triggers a kind of a freeze response. So it's actually safer for everybody involved. And there's a deliberate reason for doing that. But the point is they will choose to do that maybe a few weeks earlier over coffee. So it's not this real emotive response. It's something that they're deliberately choosing to deploy as a strategy when needed. Now, don't worry, we don't need to be that calculated in all of our dealings. But it's a good example about how that sort of strength can come from a very calm place. So be yourself. Find out who you are as a person. Feel free to practice speaking up a bit more or a little bit less. But either way, it can come from a reasonably playful place. And it is interesting because sometimes somebody could even be saying something quite strong to you, but they're kind of smiling and saying it in a happy way. That's kind of interesting because technically the words they're saying, they might be a little bit critical in some way, but you can see it comes from a really good place and therefore it feels comfortable and the rapport is maintained. Meanwhile, somebody else could be saying something that is technically flattery, but because of the way they're saying it or the disconnect that's there, you're not buying it at all. So it's, it, it requires playing. It's a bit like art or anything else. You can't get it maybe in the first draft, but at least if you know what you're looking for, there's room for you to find your own style in the midst of it.